Welcome to Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Paul Porta. Biking single track trail on mountain bikes has become very popular in South Central Alaska and elsewhere. Trails have proliferated and more are planned. Today, I welcome Will Tegan and A. to discuss what is happening in the Matsu Valley and Chugayak Eagle River and the upcoming Alaska Mountain Bike Summit. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Paul. Happy to be here. Let's uh, start with you, uh, Will. Tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into um, biking and, and doing all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, it, my background, I was a, a cross-country skier and uh, really uh, got involved in the Eagle River Junior Nordic program. And uh, what is that? Mid-2010s, mm-hmm. we had that winter with, with no snow. And yeah. uh, all my buddies were like... I mean, fat bikes are the new rock skis, right? You can mm-hmm. you can ride around, you can get outside when there's it's it's muddy, when it's icy, when it's there's gravel, and uh, so they, they kind of convinced me to pick up a, a fat bike, and uh, I, I got way into that for a while, and then some other uh, folks in our community um, started building trails by my house, and I asked if I could if I could uh, help. And uh, <laughs> danger, danger. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a convergence of a lot of stuff. No snow, a few no snow years in a row, and mountain bikes sort of coming into their own, and fat bites also. Yeah, so interesting. Renee, what about you? Yeah, well, uh, boy, mountain biking. I'd say probably as a kid, I remember uh, getting this Schwinn World Spirit, I think it was called, or something road bike, and I got really into cycling and that was you know the mid 80s i think i got my first mountain bike maybe 1988 or something it was a big steel ross mountain bike purple very cool and uh yeah i've really been mountain biking ever since you know i grew up uh, on the east coast outside of philadelphia so certainly didn't have trails like we've got up here but uh yeah so bikes have always kind of been a thing for me and then uh you know moved to palmer and uh my son, who was really the one to take to cycling, um, you know, I got involved with uh, the Sprock Kids program, which is a, a program that Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers runs. And I had my kid in that, and uh, yeah, just started volunteering. You know, started thinking, well, you know, he should, he should, if he's into this, he's got to like, you know, be invested, right? So let's get him working on trails. So you know, we'd show up and work on trails together, and then ride those trails, and yeah. So now he's nineteen and. You know, totally, uh, you know, eclipsed me years ago. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I got started in uh, in working with uh, trails out in the valley. It's amazing what's happened in the world because of kids and motivated parents mm-hmm. and getting involved and volunteering. So, good on you. So, uh, Renee, tell us a bit about um, the Valley Mountain Biker that what that Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers yes, sir. out in the valley. Yeah, yeah, what right on. They, what do they do? Yeah, so. Uh, Coming up on 20 years, actually, for Vumba. Um, started back in 0405, and really started as a, a trail advocacy group for uh, the Matanuska, as you said, the Greenbelt Trails, if you've ever ridden those. So there's a like, stretch of trails that's kind of between the Glen Highway and like, the Palmer-Wasilla Highway. Um, so started there um, and just sort of morphed into what it's become today. So you know, I think some of the, the first trails that Vumba built out there in the crevasse moraine trail system. Some of you guys may have ridden those, the uh, Mooseberry Mesa, Moose Poop Loop, those were kind of like 0- 06, 07, those trails were built. 
And uh, since then, you know, Vumba's just kind of been the, the leading voice for non-motorized trail usage and trail advocacy in the Valley. And uh, on top of that, you know, we continue to build trails. So uh, some of the newest stuff that we're building out there is up at the Government Peak Recreation Area. Uh, we also have a trail care agreement with the Matsu Borough, so we do a lot of trail maintenance. We've we've signed on to maintaining some of the trails on our own um, to kind of help the borough out. And uh, yeah, so a lot of trail advocacy, a kids program, building trails, maintaining trails, and uh, just trying to get people excited to get out on the trails. Yeah, I, when I first showed up in Alaska in the mid '80s, the only trail was straight up Lazy Mountain, mm -hmm. and that was you know, that was it. And now uh, one of the things I volunteered on was building the Lazy Moose Trail. Oh, yeah, that, that was our trail, 09. Yeah, that yeah. was Lazy Moose Trail, yeah, yeah 2009. Yeah. I was so. out there, you know, hacking away at dirt. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I was hacking yeah. away at dirt. Well, volunteers made it happen. Um, yeah. Why don't you, uh, uh, Renee, tell us a little bit about the trails in the valley. You mentioned a few, but I know that you know, there's um, also a lot going on in the Matt Moose Moose Range. What else is out there for people that they can go right now and, and sure. ride on? Well, like I said, the Greenbelt, um, that's got about 33 miles of trail in the Greenbelt. So that's a pretty extensive system, you know, definitely all all level. I mean, you're not going to find any double black diamonds in the Greenbelt, but you've got a lot of old school Rudy stuff and, you know, some some nice single track and there's some flowy stuff out there. But that's, you can get, you can spend a day out there in the Greenbelt. So that's that's a favorite of mine. Um, the Plumlee Maud Trail, that's another trail that a lot of people don't know that kind of connects out to, uh, you know, the the Connect River public use area. So you can actually, you know, go from Maud Road out there in the Butte and kind of ride trails pretty much all the way out to Jim Creek. And uh -huh. Uh, uh -huh. in the winter, that's a lot of fun because it's all frozen. And yeah. there are some folks, I don't know who they are, but people groom out there, yeah. which I really appreciate. Uh, it's actually a time of year when snow machiners and fat bikers can coexist because I'm looking forward to them getting out there and kind of flattening some of that stuff out for me. But that's, that's a good time. Um, a lot of other stuff. So GPRA, a lot of people probably know that system. Um, that's also a very good winter system because we groom that. Uh, we've got volunteers who step up to the plate and groom that. We've got a couple different groomers that we run up there with snow machines. Um, the Moose Range, which is right before the Government Peak Rec area, kind of off to the right-hand side as you're heading toward, you know, not quite to the Little Sioux. Um, Moose Range, again, volunteers groom that. We, we don't really have a, a part in grooming that, but but we ride it quite a bit. Um, we lead some rides out there in the winter. We call it Moonlit Miles. We'll, we'll take groups out there and, and ride those trails. The Moose Range is a lot of fun. Um, the uh, uh, There's some new trails out in Wasilla. We're not part of that, but uh, you've got the, the Coastal Trail out there off of Kinnick Goose Bay Road. Huh. And they've got actually uh, seven miles of trail out wow. there. And wow. I know that they, they groom some of that for the winter. That's some pretty cool stuff. That's pretty new. Um, I'd say that... Um, Probably Hatcher Pass, there's a lot of bikeable stuff up there. Um, we'll volunteer sometimes to kind of hack on the 16-mile trail and do some work out there, that, that downhill trail. But there's a lot of good stuff that you can ride uh, up there in Hatcher Pass. Um, kind of nuggets that are unknown, I would say. One of my favorites, which um, I don't know how many people are up to the, the challenge, but you should be because the Esca Falls Trail, if you've ever hiked that, mm -hmm. um, that is a lot of fun on a mountain bike. And uh, there's ATV trails out there, too. So if you catch it on the right day or right time, coming down those ATV trails on a mountain bike is yeah. uh, very very much like an Alieska style you know, downhill trail. Yeah. So that, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, bring your full suspension bike for that. I've done it on a hardtail, and it's doable, but, but a little sketchy. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so those are some of my favorites. You know, I would say for us, our our focus is is maintaining, like I said, those trails where we have a, a trail care agreement with a borough, uh, mostly in the green belt. Uh, the Palmer Bike Park, which is the Matanuska River Park. There's mm-hmm. some mountain bikes trail. They put in a new ADA trail there, which is pretty nice. Uh-huh. Um, but we have a little pump track there that people can ride. We maintain that. The stuff at GPRA, some of the trails in the green belt. But I would say as far as building goes with new trails, it's it's our focus is really the government peak yeah. rec area. Yeah. And we'll come back to new projects yeah. later yeah. in the show. And uh, yeah, that's government uh, peak recreation, recreation area. And when you talk about the green belt, you're talking about like the mat. Yeah, you kind of the earliest point to get on is on on that side would be Matt Lakes across from Matt Lakes, the Kinwin Trailhead, which is kind of like by the UAF Experiment Farm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like one entrance, and then the other entrance or exit would kind of be Crevasse Moraine Trailhead, which is right close to Palmer. Yeah, and then it all kind of snakes in behind the college and and connects all of that. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 All great, and there are maps for those because uh, I get out there and I get lost. Um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the signage isn't the best out there. Yeah. We've we've talked about kind of coming up with a plan to re-sign some of that stuff, but I mean it'll it'll get you where you're going. A, a lot of the stuff is on Trail Forks, yeah. So if you can get on Trail Forks, it's on there. Um, some of it's on Strava, yeah. But uh, it, it you can get turned around there quite a bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool place to get turned around in though, you know. Yeah. And for those Luddites, Luddites out there, let me, uh, Trail Forks is an app on your phone. Yes, and sorry, so, yes, yeah. yep. All right, yep. that's a lot going, a lot to, going. I mean, I, like I said, I started out in the valley in the mid-80s, and uh, there was nothing, right? Yeah. And so really fantastic to see all the opportunities out there. Will, talk to us about Chugiak and Eagle River. What's going on in that area? We'll talk about your club, first of all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. So we... Um, you are about, the club, yeah, the club yeah. Is, so about yeah. seven years ago, we uh, formed the Chugach Mountain Bike Riders, and that was um, kind of born out of an effort. Uh, we had partnered with um, Ptarmigan Trails, a trail builder that has since moved out of state, and uh, and were sponsored by Alaska Trails um, to start building the very first um, mountain bike trails in Chugach Eagle River at at Mirror Lake Park, and. Um, so we have um, really, really invested in that uh, park system there. We've got about six miles of, uh, of single track trails, uh, really designed um, to complement uh, the middle school that's right across the highway. So we were, we were really thinking of a, a neighborhood um, kind of uh, destination because you know before that, you either had to drive a half hour north you know, to the valley, or you'd yeah. have to drive a half hour south to get to uh, to Anchorage. And uh, you know, Chugach Eagle River is a fairly good sized community, and and so it took some of the these local residents to really, you know, uh, partner with uh, with the Muni Parks and Rec Department, the Chugach Eagle River um, Parks and Rec, and and uh, and develop the system out there. Most recently, we've opened. Um, kind of up to the quality we've opened what we call ben's bike playground which has a pump track for you know all ages but has been really really popular with the little kids it's right uh, so if you're familiar with mirror lake kind of the beach right off of the mirror lake exit on the Glen highway you just go to that picnic area right at the beach and it's it's just at the other end of the parking lot so so a lot of families go there 
um, bring in the really surprisingly little kids. There's these uh, balance features that you can, you know, strider bike over, or you can have the the parents ride some of the jumps. But th- they're all these uh, kind of challenge features that you can go slowly over and just roll your bike over them. Or if you're, you know, a rowdy a rowdy youngster you can like get some air and jump them so it, it's really designed to 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 teach um all ages how to kind of level up their skills and and develop um their riding moving from like a bike path into uh being a confident mountain bike rider and then they can go and hit these crazy trails you know down in girdwood or the steep stuff on the hillside in anchorage or the the, the brand new you know, gap jump out at Government Peak. Um, and and s- you can be rowdy at any age, right? You can be rowdy. That's yeah. what I said. Okay. For all ages, you can be rowdy. So, um, yeah, we've been really, really focused on that. Um, but, you know, the, the the thing about Mirror Lake Park, it is, it's about a mile past the end of the bike path. So, unfortunately, uh, the kids that live just north of the park don't have any way to get there, right? Uh-huh, so we, uh-huh. it's just the Glen Highway. And so the other thing that we've really, really been pushing for is advocating for connectivity with, with our bike paths um, and and uh, in the community. And, and we've had quite a bit of success on that part on getting projects um, scheduled um, for uh, extending the bike path down Eagle River, extending the bike path out further out the Glen, having improvements. So we're not just single track, but we're trying to represent, um, you know, all types of cycling uh, in Chugiak Eagle River. And the um, single tracks, is that also, where where's the access to the single tracks? At, the, at Mirror Lake? So Mirror Lake, yep. You just yeah. go right to the beach there and right. go to the other side of the field and off you go. All right. We've got and a big where, map. Where are they? I would say I drive by and there's Mirror Lake and I'm like, oh, there's the lake. And so they're between the highway and like, where are they? Oh, uh, you, yeah. You, you, oh so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so you're driving north towards Palmer. You see the Mirror Lake exit. You pull off and you're looking at the start of the jumps. I mean, oh, it, yeah, it, is, yeah. it is, it's 50 feet off the highway. Gotcha. And then those trails go back to a, basically the base of the mountain there. And oh, so no. they're yeah. tucked all between. There's, there's Mirror Lake and then there's Edmonds Lake back yeah. further in the park. And, uh, you know, to the, to you know, one side is the Eklutna property. The other side is Boy Scout property. It's, you know, it's right next to the Chugach State Park. Yeah, so it's done. this little, it's this, um, you know, chunk of uh, regional city park that is that is uh, set aside right there. You are listening to Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Paul Tordak. Uh, today we're talking about mountain biking in Tuhayak, Eagle River, all the way up to the Matsu Valley. Um, well, what, so you mentioned the connector um, idea. Expand on that a little bit, the connection of, and, and how trails connect and why that's important and some of the projects that are moving forward to do that? Well, the biggest project that's moving forward right now, we um, are in the planning phase with the uh, Chugiak Eagle River Parks and Rec to start construction of the northern extension of the coastal trail. So um, this is a vision to connect Eagle River to Eklutna uh, along the coast. And much of it is uh, public land and much of it is 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 uh, large landholders, um, Alaska Railroad, the airport, 
uh, Eklutna. The section that we're building first is all within Beach Lake Park. If you're a Nordic skier or a dog musher, you'd be familiar with that park. But if you're not, you probably won't be. It's it's the largest uh, regional park in Chugiakiko River, 1,600 acres. It wow. connects the Glen Highway to the inlet. And I, I would say most folks in Eagle River don't realize that they have a, a salt water uh, access in that town and so we're really really excited we've actually partnered with with the other major trail groups um the chugiak dog mushers association and the chugiak eagle river nordic ski club and we have come up with a plan that basically um, improves all three trail systems so improves mushing trails by you know helping repair and and expand their trail system um the the ski club will be is developing like a a a kids kind of play area and then what our plan is right now is to um, put a um, fat bike optimized multi-use trail (laughs) it's kind of a mouthful (laughs) but basically we're building a a a multi-use trail that you're going to be able to walk your dog on you're going to be able to ride your bike on Um, it's going to be hardened with gravel but the the main thing that makes it unique for eagle river is it'll be groomed for you know for for winter use because all of our paths out there are either you know hiking paths or they're along the highway which is plowed so we don't have a chester creek and we don't have a you know a a a coastal trail yet so so we're super excited this is going to be it's going to connect with the long trail now known as the alaska traverse um yeah just amazing uh development for Mm. our community and that's that's gonna be it's it's in the planning process with the city so is there a route like an idea of a route like i think about Chipcrete Trail, where it ends, and how's that going to work? Yeah, so, well, you know, right now it would start at Ch- the, the Chugiak High School, and oh. that is the corner of Beach Lake Park, and would punch straight north right along the edge of base. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, and would connect right to to the coast. So it's basically, at this time, it's it's coastal access. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, a nice long gravel path that everyone's going to be able to use year-round, so... Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. And then the idea is eventually to connect that. We yeah. are are hoping, you know, there 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 are two access points that are public land. There there's a large corridor that is that is uh, publicly owned, but there's also private parcels and of course we 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 need to uh you know, cooperate with the with the, yeah. with the landowners. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the Alaska Traverse, that's new news to me. It's yeah, a, they just announced the name. Oh, yeah, oh, so of, of the long trail has an official name now. So it, it, oh, just an official name versus just a long trail. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Interesting. And that and how does how will that affect you all in Chugach River? Well, this is it's amazing for yeah. us because yeah. if you look at um, you know everyone either coming over Crow Pass, ending at the the nature center, the Eagle River Nature Center, or going through Anchorage or going over any of the other passes, all those routes come to Chugiakigo River. And then in Chugiakigo River, there's, you know, you have the option of staying high in the mountains, um, which would be probably a a hiking trail. Uh, uh, However, we do have um, some plans for some, uh, (laughs) we do have some plans for some high elevation bike packing Uh uh, in the park that are are approved routes. 
and or the other route would be a, a low route which would be usable longer uh longer during the year which would come out the the eagle river valley um and then connect out to the coast on the trail that we are um you know in the process of i mean we have it flagged out i was hiking in the woods this oh, morning fun, huh? i was hiking in the, the woods this morning getting the uh you know the gps data to give to the Oh, to, well, the, huh. to the art, landscape architects, so oh, wow, huh. it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I assume that the um, to that um, mountain bike riders are all t- donations. Like, how's this all getting funded? Like, you guys, like, how's that working out for you? We, um, yeah. So um, we do take donations. Um, about ten percent of our funding is from individuals uh and then we are able to leverage that donation so every every dollar you give to us we historically been able to turn that into ten dollars of of funding for trails through through writing grants so yeah but without that without that first dollar we can't do it you can send something over to Vumbo too (laughs) while you're at it just i'll help you guys it'll be fine (laughs) Um, let's go back out to the valley, Renee. Uh, like, talk to us a little about about what's um, happening out there. Like you talked about some projects coming up. And yeah, right on. Uh, um, yeah, um, it's interesting. We'll mention the the Long Trail or the uh, Alaska Traverse. Yeah, right. Um, we we've actually been working on our little piece of that too. So if uh, if you're familiar with Government Peak Rec Area and Hatcher Pass or the 16 Mile Bike Trail, um, it's got a green light to build a connector trail from. 16 mile across Ski Talk, if you've been to the Ski Talk, mm-hmm. the new ski area, uh, and connecting to around Pioneer Loop at GPRA. So uh-huh. you'll, you'll uh-huh. have a connection from Hatcher Pass to Government Peak Rec area, and that would also be part of that of that trail system. So we uh, we were kind of in the initial planning stages of that, you know, um, but I don't think we're going to be in on the build. Somebody else has kind of taken that over at this point, but... Um, yeah, so that's that's a pretty exciting thing for all of us out out that way. As far as stuff that Vumba's involved so, with, so, yeah, so go ahead. To that, so that'd be yeah. a non-motorized connector that sort of parallels the road, the Hatcher Pass Road, more or less. Up high, yeah, up high, up high. Uh, yep, uh, and uh, yeah, like Alpine. It's it'd be really rad. So for stoked. for biking, correct, yeah. and and hiking. I mean, it's going to yeah. be as multi-use as you can get up that high. But I mean, you know, you know the terrain up there. So yeah, you know, I don't think you're bringing horses up there. But yeah, well, so. You know, this is an interesting thing is that, um, you know, we do have there are some rowdy jump lines that are, you know, one direction and and are pretty high speed for for biking only. But most bike trails are used by by everybody, you Mm -hmm. know. So uh, when we when we're saying we're building a a bike trail, you know, some of these are gravel paths, some of them are are small little single track they look like a hiking trail but but they're open to hikers and bikers and and you know dog walkers and so it's uh you know i really want to to let folks know like hey so support these uh these organizations because it's you know everyone's going to be able to enjoy the majority of these trails you yeah know, so. yeah exactly absolutely right i mean up there at gpr you've been up there i mean we'll we'll sign them as such if they're if they're bike only for people's safety, you know, they'll be signed that way. Just and, and how many bike-only trails? I a, mean, a handful. We've got some pretty high-speed downhill lines up there. All the, all the new stuff we built is really bike-only because it's just it'd be too sketchy to to meet folks walking up it. But, yeah. So maybe yeah. 
less than a mile out of the whole system, though. Maybe for us a little more than that yeah. at GPRA. I'd say yeah. the same thing with us. We've got three kind of steep trails that are, are not safe, but out of that, you know, that's, that's maybe... 10% of our trail system. So it, it, it's good to have those because that separates the uses. So it's safer for everybody involved. But but the majority of the trails are, are I mean, trail runners love mountain bike trails because they're fun, they're interesting, they're rolly, they're windy. Yeah. Not to get off track, and I was going to get back to, to uh, oh, yeah, Paul's question about what uh, we're doing, but I wanted to chime in there because although they are multi-use, one thing I would plead with people is if if organizations are putting in all the volunteer hours and money for fuel and snow machine usage to groom those trails please don't walk on those trails <laughs> right? you're right i mean uh they're multi-use so well, you might run on one in the summer but in the winter when people are grooming those that is the worst thing you can do so well, yeah you see season yeah. dependent as well. well one of the nice things about the single track trails being multi-use in the winter in particular you don't go run on those and you can do stuff on those you mm -hmm. know and and, and given that they're they're not going to mess them up too bad but yeah. it is an alternative for people than being on yeah. the ski trails mm -hmm. um, which does mess with the yeah skiers. it's just being i it takes i think what renee is saying is it if it whether you're on a bike or whether you're on foot if you're if you're causing post holes or a big rut, it's probably not the day Correct. for that particular right. item. And and if you've got snowshoes on, you're helping groom the trails. I right. mean, it's not that it, it, we just want people to be respectful of the work that goes into it. You're still allowed to go there, but be smart. Yeah, I know in the um, Camel Track here in Anchorage, I don't, I, there's a group, right? There's a large group of people that go out there in snowshoe. When the snow falls, mm -hmm. they're out there. The first round is on snowshoes on the single track trails, which is pretty cool. And a, a few people I know do a lot of it. <laughs> so, yeah. What but, else is going on out there, so, man? Yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, last last summer we wrapped up construction on uh, some new trails up at GPRA. They are, we've got a nice climbing track uh, called Field of Dreams. It takes you way up, nice view of Kinnick Glacier and, uh, you know, out into the valley. And then that, that takes you up to kind of what we envision as a hub uh, where we'll have in the future other trails branching off. Currently we've got one pretty rowdy downhill trail uh, that'll take you down and link up with some of our existing trails. Um, so yeah, some some good stuff. So really one one really cool climbing trail up, and then a trail that uh, that runs down and uh, gets gets pretty rowdy. So it's it's kind of like a four trails in one thing we built last summer. We weren't able to open it last summer just because we had um, you know that. That rain, right? So, building all summer, hoping to open it by the end of the summer, but didn't happen for us. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah. So, what else? Anything else, Renan? Yeah. So, um, I mean, really, we kind of do like a cycle where we're, we build a season and then kind of maintenance the next season yeah. and then, and then kind of put stuff in the works for, for building the season after that. So, nothing really planned to start building next summer. Um, but yeah, we've got some things on the radar. Like I said, that that new trail system we put in, or that, or rather, that new set of trails in the, in the existing system of GPRA, we plan to build more up there and branch off that in the uh, in the coming years. So, and um, Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers also a membership organization. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. we're uh, 
501c3 nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we'll take all the donations we can get. So yeah, there are memberships uh, or just straight donations, you know, or both. You know? yeah. And but time, volunteers. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we do. Uh, in the summer, we typically host trail work nights, you know, every Tuesday. People come up, put in their, put in their time. They can get a, and get a Matsuburo parking pass that they put in eight hours. A little swag, maybe. But uh, yeah, there's some pennies. But absolutely, yeah, we'll always take uh, donations and new members for sure. Fantastic. Um, this is Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Paul Tordup. We're talking about mountain biking in Eagle River um, and Tukayak um, and the Matsu Valley. I have Will Tegan and Renee DeVez with me. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break. You're listening to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. Find the show anytime as a free podcast in the iTunes store or connect with us online at alaskapublic.org. Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Paul Torlock. We're here with Will Tegan and Renee DeVes talking about biking out in Tuyak in the valley. Uh, Will, do you have some uh, more projects you want to talk about? Yeah, we do. We actually have trail builders in the park right now making making more stuff. And I wonder if I should learn from Renee of taking a year off because <laughs> <laughs> we've been going crazy yeah, you guys um, at it. just li- little little bits you know little little trails here little trails there kind of a, a you know on the theme of trying to build trails for everyone um one thing that we do is you know as i was saying some of our trails are are you know rowdy and uh and and it's best to kind of not have hikers on those so so and, and also sometimes you know such as when it's a fresh groom for the for, you know, you got to stay off that for a while, or, or if it's breakup and the trails are really muddy, we we close the trails at that mm-hmm. time just because fully saturated ground. Um, I mean, it just turns to jelly, and all those nice rollers and and berms and and fun things um, could could really be destroyed quickly. So the struggle is real. <laughs> so what we are doing. Uh, Right now, this week, is we are hardening a three-quarter mile loop um, from the trailhead. So we're putting gravel down on um, some old trails yeah. that are muddy. So um, the hope is when we need to close a trail, we can say stay off the muddy trail. And we have this beautiful three-quarter mile stroll on you know a nice gravel just through the woods, like just stunning. And, and so kind of this idea of, you know, as mountain bikers, we are the new trail group coming in to, to these communities. And we want to be really uh, respectful to, to, to work with the, with the existing users and really, really try to um, benefit everyone that's there. And so, um, you know, as we are investing in these fun rolly trails, we're also investing in 
um, in improving these multi-use trails that are primarily for for the dog walkers. <laughs> you know, uh, like we are going to use them. And 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 the flip side of that is that there's a lot of hiking trails around here, um, especially in Chugach State Park. That you know, I know it's a little touchy in in Anchorage, but but not you know. Chugiek, it's a more open, you know, we're, we're out at Eklutna, you know, biking uh-huh, that uh-huh. and people are hiking that. And then along Eagle River, the, the, the parts of the trail of the Eagle River Greenbelt that are built, the lower river parts, um, we actually groom those for uh-huh. the for the nice. state park. We are the volunteer groomers and, and we uh, do the trail maintenance in the summer, like in the state park. So I feel like Chugiek Eagle River has a very different relationship with, with the trails than than and does not have you know some of the some of the controversy like we're a small enough community that the folks you know on on our on our board for for the mountain bike club we we have people from that are also on on the nature center board and are also on the cross-country ski board and you know we previously we we've had mushers on our board as well so you know it's all the same people building using doing all these multi-sports and so um you know we really feel that you know we we're really trying to integrate into the community um so uh and then the other projects so 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 this gravel loop is the big one and then the other the other projects we have are, are just some small um you know, we're doing a. We've built our trail system over the past seven years, and we've discovered areas where there's dead ends, or there's areas that are really muddy, or there's a spot where you got to cross the road and you got to ride down the road 50 feet. And we're like, well, you, we shouldn't be on the road, and we shouldn't be going through the mud. And so we're doing a lot of these little kind of. Um, we're calling them the connector trails, but really just trying to like fine tune that system so that when you're out biking everything, you, you, you know, hopefully you don't even notice it. Like you're just having fun and you're just cruising and, and there's nothing that is really kind of, you know, blocking your, blocking your, yeah. your day. So do you feel like there's a lot of glamor and I, think, I imagine it's easier to raise money to build new trails than maintain trails. Is that, is that true or is that? Oh, of course, that, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. of course. You know, and this is something we talk about is, is sustainability mm-hmm. of, of our trail networks. And, and you know, what happens is you start developing a larger community. So rather than just building trails and having trail work days, which is what we did for the first several years, now we have a, we have a youth program with, you know, 80 80 kids oh, going wow. out there yeah, yeah. and we have uh you know adult uh, you know every week we have adult fat bike rides and we've got you know we 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 try, we try to do a festival a big winter party race um you know in at the nighttime and have it all lit up and bonfires and stuff so um you know you have to evolve and you need to continue you know the new trails are always very exciting but you know, the kids program is really exciting, too, because you get so many parents that are invested. I mean, Renee is one of those, right, a, a, an invested parent that, mm-hmm. that sticks around. And kind of our job as the club is to is to provide that that structure for them, not not only the structure of of the uh, the trails, but also we're there to, you know, buy the insurance and, and get all the permits and and really set it up so that then these parents can come out and volunteer and. You know, I think the Valley is actually has had a kids program around longer than we have. I mean, what what are you guys doing out there? Yes, yeah, so the Sprock Kids program 
Um, oh, say that on the Sprock. Sprock Kids. Sprock. Sprock, yeah, like yeah, a sprocket. sprocket. Yeah, Sprock Kids. All one word. Uh, yeah, 2010 that started. It wasn't Sprock Kids at that time. It was like a kid's bike and hike, I think. Uh-huh. And that evolved into Sprock Kids. And I think this last season we had 140 families signed up for Sprock Kids. Wow. Um, utilizing the Greenbelt Trails and the Government Peak Rec area. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, those kids are the future of our organizations and our trails and, and our community. So, yeah, we want to. And they're bi- is that biking, introduction to biking? Uh, yeah, so they're, what are they doing? they're different groups, you yeah. know, so um, depending on their ability level, they'll get assigned to a group and then get that get coached, you know, to kind of get better, no matter, depending on where you uh-huh. start. Right. So. But, yeah, so we've got we've got coaches that, that volunteer. Um, yeah, they're out there and helping the kids get better, regardless of the level and, they yeah. start at. So. And are they introduced to service like in the trail building and absolutely? I mean, yeah, yeah, we we definitely reach out to those parents and those kids like you know, hey, trail work Tuesday nights, right? So, yeah, so uh, we do, we do get a lot of a lot of parent volunteers from from that group. So, and, and yeah. the programs themselves are are volunteer parent programs. So, those, <laughs> those, you, you know, in 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 our club, we kind of have you know a couple. Basically, we've got subcommittees, you know, and one subcommittee is the trails committee and. Those are a lot of folks that maybe don't have that age kid, you know, mm-hmm. they either have grown kids or, 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 you know, or haven't had kids yet. And, but if you're a parent, like that's, you know, if you're, if you're coming out and running the kids program, we're very thankful. That's, that's, you're doing great. You yeah. know, if you want to come out one day and show the kids how to build trails or how to do maintenance. Um, so one thing, you know, we had a really late snow this year. So, so mm-hmm. we did get all the parents out because we were trying to clear the, the bike playground off mm-hmm. so that the middle school kids could ride it um, before school got out. And uh-huh. so we had a day with, with a whole bunch of parents with giant snowblowers and shovels, like trying to clear off a track. And uh, I mm-hmm. mean, it was, it was fun. It was fun. You know what you gotta do? You gotta get helicopters. We had, we had helicopters this summer. Yeah, can you tell us about those helicopters? If you'd like. It was pretty, I, it was pretty I, exciting. That sounds super fun. So it wasn't exactly a, a, a trail building project, but it was more of a, a maintenance project. Um, we got a grant from the Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation to airlift a bunch of gravel into the Government Peak Rec area to that trail system. Uh-huh. Uh, because, like I said, last year with all that rain, uh, we just had a lot of areas that washed out. And so uh, we, we strategically staged gravel along the system for future maintenance and filled in a bunch of problem areas so it was a it was a pretty cool deal but yeah if you want people to show up you get helicopters you know it's pretty cool what yeah. uh the, the valley like the helicopters what else is different about the valley i mean you know i can say a lot of, but but as far as uh, trail use and um the organization how do you differentiate yeah. yourself from you know anchorage and river? i say the one of the biggest differences is um, motorized and non-motorized, yeah. you know, the crossover there. I mean, there, you know, you can get anywhere in the valley because there's a ATV trail next to every road. <laughs> so, um, and for the most part, you know, we coexist great together, yeah. you know, but um, there, there can be conflict there, you know, and, uh, you know, you want to just make sure that people are using the right trails for the right thing, right? Um, so that's one big difference, I think. That you see, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of crossover between the motorized and, and the non-motorized groups. Um, stuff's a little more spread out, right? So you've got to, you've really, you've got to either got to ride a long way to get to a trail system or, uh, or you're going to have to drive there, you know? Um, yeah. So stuff's spread out. And then I would say also, you know, really we built our first 
mountain bike trail out there, at least our organization, which was like the, some of the first single track, if not the first single track out there, was uh, 2007. You know, no. so everything is relatively new. I mean, people were definitely biking, hiking trails back in the day, but there was no single track built specifically for bikes until 2007. You know, so a lot of it's very new. You know, so yeah, I think that those are some of the biggest differences that stand out to me. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, yeah I, I um, I'm pretty familiar with the um, Matt Nusla, the Moose Range, mm-hmm. and Love it uh, over the there. break we were t- talking about how that has just exploded in use and no, and biking use, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's a it's a fantastic area. There's a lot of trails out there. Yeah, uh, you don't get really lost. I mean, I I have a cabin out in that zone for 30 years. And I go mm-hmm. out there with people who live there for 50 years. <laughs> and, and, and there's times when you sort of look at each other and go, which way do we go? Yeah. You know, so yeah. At least you got the mountain sort of bracketing, so you can be like, okay, oh, yeah, I need to turn and that And that's way. useful when the mountains are out. When, <laughs> when it's they're foggy out. Yeah. or it's dark out. Correct. It's a little bit different. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, how do people get involved? Let's talk about volunteering and what, what do you look for in volunteers? What do you, how do, how, what can people do? Sure. Well, I mean, who go first, Will? Or you want to you answer that one first? We can take turns here. <laughs> well, the easiest thing is to uh, is to either you know sign up for our email list or you know honestly Facebook is mm-hmm. probably the most active uh, way to find out what's going on. But but we also have a website that we you know update a little bit less often, um, and it's to show up for trail maintenance days. Yeah. Um, we had uh, you know two or three in the uh, in the spring. Um, one was you know, the, the, the snow blowing day. And then every spring we, we kind of have a commitment, uh, a maintenance commitment for our trails that we inspect them once a year, make sure they're safe. Um, and we use that opportunity to go around and, um, and basically just, just touch it up. You know, it, what, what happens when you, when you use a trail is it tends to create a depression in, in the middle mm-hmm. of the trail and you have this little tiny berm, a little dam that blocks the water or the, the from, from you know from running off the trail. And so we'll go around with uh, with either flat shovels or rakes right when the when the trail's just starting to dry out, but it's still pliable. And then you just shave a, a little tiny you know inch off of that. Now you don't want to take just the you don't want to dig a ditch. Yeah. Uh, so a ditch is gonna is very narrow. It's gonna clog very easily. Um, it's also gonna be really bumpy and someone you know to ride over. So you just you basically shave off a big old swale that's you know several feet uh-huh. wide, several feet you know long, uh, and just allow the, the 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 water to drain better. And you can either throw that back on the trail or throw it on the uphill side. So that's really like. I mean, if we do two days of that in the spring, then everything, the rain runs off the whole rest of the year. You can ride the bike all the way through the fall when the rain's just running off it. You can ride it into the, the freezing you know, yeah. time. You can mm-hmm. ride it into the snow. So really, um, that's that's a really important time for folks to turn out. It's usually in May. Um, uh, and then the other time we have a lot of maintenance is is right about now especially when we have the new trail construction and and the main thing we're looking at there uh since we do um we've been using uh, professional trail builders um and they will you know use machinery to go in there and dig the trails and move everything off but the 
finish is is really labor intensive and and wages are you know for laborers <laughs> yeah, are, yeah. are really really high and so uh, the federal government actually you know if we have a grant that we need a match for the federal government counts almost thirty dollars an hour for volunteer oh, labor oh. for a match oh, so if we can get 20 people out for you know two hours i mean yeah. i don't mm -hmm. know do the math it's it really quickly gives us credit for for those grant matches yeah. and uh you know so we're we're going to be having uh, work parties um i don't know when this is going to air but we're going to have them this fall uh, regularly yep. and uh, i know vimba has made probably even more than that going on Let's uh, yeah, well, do a little station bit yeah, first. So this is um, you're listening to uh, Outdoor Explorer, um, and I we're talking about uh, mountain biking and Eagle River and Tuviak and the Matsu Valley. I have Will Tegan and Renee Deves here with me. Renee, so volunteer opportunities out in Bimba land. Yeah, so very similar. You know, I mean, summertime is the is the main time that we're going to need folks to show up and and help us out. Um, we've actually a uh, nice thing. We used to spend a lot of our time brush cutting, especially out there at the Government Peak Rec area. But we've we've contracted that out over the last few years. Uh -huh. So, yeah. um, Northern Trail Maintenance, I don't know if anybody knows Dusty out there, but um, yeah, they've done a, a fantastic job for us. But that's freed us up to actually work on tread and build berms and 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 work on the trails, do more dirt work. Yeah. So that that's been that's been great. Um, the Matanuska-Sitna Borough actually kicked in some money for that this year with a grant for us, so it's it's really helped out. Um, because you do get spread thin and you spend all your time just weed whacking, you know, a lot of their stuff doesn't get done. So, yeah, so for us, the best way to to reach out and volunteer, you can email um, info at vumba.org, so V-M-B-A-H at O-R-G, and we'll get back to you. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram I usually just throw my phone number in there if you do that, and you can give me a call. Um, we'll get you on the list, and then what'll happen is we'll we'll kind of have like a, a Google Doc. It'll show you know what we're doing on you know and when, so you can kind of pick the day that you want to come out. Like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. I want to work out in the Green Belt, or oh yeah, I'd like to do GPRA stuff. You know, so you can kind of pick your day. Um, yeah, give us a little heads up so we know who's coming. Yeah, and, yeah go ahead. Volunteers, yeah, they make the world go around. Yeah. So yep. let's go to our last subject here, the Mountain Biking Summit. Yes. So once they start, Will, you want to start on that? Well, I think Renee really said it in that they were, you know, spread thin. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of what everyone's running into, you know, yeah. the groups with single track advocates in Anchorage here or Bikewood down in Girdwood, Sal Salteshi Trails down in uh, Saldatna. Um, all of these groups are basically running on volunteer labor and they've done an amazing, amazing yeah. job. I mean, simply amazing. But if you talk to any of these groups, they're all, uh, they're all at capacity right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, I, I see that we're doing a lot of the same things. And so, um, we're hoping, uh, so, so we've made a plan. <laughs> we, we were meeting uh, Renee and I and, and folks from Anchorage and, and Juno were, were meeting all winter trying to figure out how do we, how do we help each other out, you know, yeah. and how do, we, how do we not, you know, duplicate efforts and, and reinvent the wheel here. And uh, we came up with all these ideas and, and really at the base we said, we just, we just got to get everyone in the same room. 
You know, we we need everyone to like sit down and say, what are you doing? What's what's going great for you? What are your challenges? And uh, and 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 kind of have it have a sharing session there. And mm-hmm. so uh, we we wrote a couple grants and uh, we got some sponsorships um, and we got commitments from all the major trail building groups uh, in uh, in. Uh, you know the greater anchorage area mm-hmm. and all the youth program mountain bike programs and uh we're all getting together october 14th and 15th out at government peak for uh good times for for a shindig for <laughs> yeah. a summit for like what are you what doing get- and, and you know ultimately i mean something that we're working toward and kind of what this grew out of was um perhaps having a organization that represents us all, you know, in the state of Alaska. So that's something we're going to talk about at the summit, you know, so that, you know, I mean, writing all these grants ourselves and, you know, having bake sales to build trails, I mean, that gets old, right? So, I mean, having a unified voice across the state, you know, might be hugely beneficial to all of us, you know, uh, not only learning from one another, but being able to say the Alaska mountain biking community, right? And, and all of our members want this and will benefit from this. So, yeah, so that's, well, I, I just think about how differently we fundraise. I right. mean, um, you know, I was I was chatting with some of the single track advocates board members and and they're really good at, at, at you know, private sponsorships, you know, and yeah. really getting the community to turn out and individual donations and corporate sponsorships. And the, the beauty about that is that is really, you know, funds that are generously given that you that have very few strings. You know, yeah. you can just go and do what mm-hmm. you need to do. Um, the Valley has a connection with, with you know, the, with some large, there's the, the, the Health Foundation, is it? That's the Trails and Parks Foundation. Trails and Parks. Health Foundation, yeah, those I'll, are, go ahead. You, I'll let you talk about that. What's, <laughs> so so where do you guys get kind of like your study? It's, that, that That's. In the past, I mean, we have used like the Recreational Trails Program grants, RTP grants oh, yep. and things of that nature, but um, you know, Probably the, the lion's share of the trails up there really uh, grant funding came from Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation, uh, some matching grants from Rasmussen and a few others. Uh, I'd like to mention them all, but um, yeah. So yeah, Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation, hu- huge sponsor. You know, they're they're typically yeah. the, the folks that we we go to when we're looking to build something. Yeah. yeah. And so, but yeah, I'm, let's say I also want to stay on the mountain, the, the summit. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. so I mean, I, I just speaking with the summit. So, so then, uh, this is just a, an example of you know the funding is everyone does it so differently. So we need to, uh, you know, I want to know how Matsu is doing it and how how Anchorage yeah. is doing it. Yeah. We're doing it very differently. Um, and then it's also an opportunity, you know, we're, we're hoping to invite the, the land managers, you know, the national parks or the state parks or national forests, I should say, or the state parks to say, hey, what do you guys want all of these groups to know? You know, how, what are your priorities? What's the best way to approach you? How can we how can we, um, you know, partner with you uh, and, and having just one place where we can have all that communication happen you right. know so um, we're pretty excited we've got the international mountain biking association in those folks are coming up and they're they're going to help facilitate the discussion around you know 
the state sort of joining forces and, and what's worked in other regions and other states, different models and how they've benefited, the pros, the cons, the pitfalls, all of that. So that's we're, we're pretty psyched to pick their brains when they're here. So Yeah, I mean, we want to hear what everyone in the state is doing. I mean, if you... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I just got an email today that, that Willow is, is, uh, opening right. a little bike park, but out, far, I, out in our neck of the woods, hadn't heard this. Yeah. I don't know anyone there, but I'm really excited to meet them because yeah. we'd, we'd love to partner and help each other on, you know, so Willow, if you're listening, sign up for the summit <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, invite Homer and Seward and, you yeah. know, we have someone from Cooper landing coming up. Um, and anybody so, been Fairbanks? Anybody from I do, yeah, I got Fairbanks. Uh, who I haven't checked the registration, but we've been in touch with Fairbanks yeah, yeah. and Juno. Um, obviously, you know, and our intent, we we we're we're having it in, in Palmer um, because we we wanted it to be in South Central where everyone is, but we also wanted to be a little respectful of the smaller communities uh -huh. and to host it outside of Anchorage. Um, and so kind of Matsu was our compromise to be close, but but not necessarily in the city. Um, yeah. So we hope that's a really welcoming environment. Yeah. Um, GPRA has a lovely little... We'll have some good music. Oh, we're going to have yeah, good music? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, man, I'm, I'm super excited. As long as... And, uh, and and so we talk about funding, we talk about communication, what other things do, if I show up, I assume an individual can register. Of course. Right, eventually of course. here. And um, what else can I expect? Well, so, uh, a lot of it, a lot of it is, is, is so, so I really see that there's three main um, reasons for getting together. Um, the first reason is the one we just talked about, and that is, um, really um, strengthening the, the the existing clubs and groups that are doing mountain biking and, and building that network and building those connections. Um, the second reason for getting together is, is to um, kind of figure out what are we gonna do to support mountain biking in areas of the state that don't have existing clubs. Mm -hmm. So we have all these trails on on the Kenai, you know, Resurrection Pass and and Johnson Pass, and and that that don't have uh, uh, advocates for them. And mm -hmm. so, how you know, everyone kind of rides them, but who's well, actually there watching? There's the Kenai. Was it the Kenai Historical? There's an organization yeah. down there. Uh, yeah, there yeah. is an organization watching yeah. the trails, and Alaska Trails is working yeah. on the 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 Long Trail, the Alaska Traverse, but. Um, you know, we we um, have been really lucky in that the Turnigan Pass Trail is the contractors who who are building for the national forest are avid mountain bikers. So if you yeah. go and ride that trail, it is wonderful what, to yeah. hike and it's yeah. amazing to I ride. I would say maybe I'm not a rider. I mean, to be a devil's advocate here, I don't. Does every trail have to be a biking trail? <laughs> I think we are the valley mountain bikers and hikers. I don't yeah, yeah, think that that's not what we're asking for. Okay. But we are asking for, you know, a route. So, so right now the federal government is is uh, trying to pass and this is IMBA what IMBA's doing at the national level who who we're partnering with for for this uh, for the summit. Um the Biking on Long Distance Trails Act, which is designating, you know, these long distance bikepacking adventures, which which is what we do on the Kenai right now. I mean, we've got the Kenai 250 race that, that pieces together all these trails. The problem is we've got little segments that don't connect, little segments that are on the road 
or little segments, yeah. you know. And so uh, it makes sense that if you have this m mostly connected system, that you should you should connect it. And and it's important to advocate, you know, if you're trying to put a bike trail together, that you you should be able to. Yeah, to bike it's it. an interesting question to me because I do think there are people out there don't think that not everything needs to be a bike trail. Well, I, yeah. I actually agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think that there are some you know some trails that are are not a, not appropriate, but. Yeah. But we have this kind of this strange thing in at least in in Anchorage and and Chugach Eagle River uh, where the the Muni parks are open to biking unless closed, but the state park is closed unless opened. Yeah. So it's kind of two different approaches to it, and and um, there are. Yeah. There's a lot to there's I, a lot I, to I, unpack I, there. I would just say you know like got about a minute left, depends so. on your organization. You know if you're if you're in hiking trails, you're going to advocate for those, and biking, you're going to advocate for those. If it's motorized, I mean you know we're all we're all doing our thing. You know yeah. our passion, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and, yeah. and we really are trying to improve trails for everybody, yeah. but you know we think it's a we think and it's a I, good thing. And I know about the summit. I, I like the summit. I like. The, I'm not. I, I buy it. I still have track bite. Um, but I'm interested in going just to have voices in there. A different. I'd, I'd be useful to have different voices in there. And uh, talking about uh, the bigger picture, um, I've yeah. thought for a while that there needs to be something like this. And there needs to be discussion of a, the larger plan. What's enough? Mm -hmm. like, we just keep building trails, or at some point we say, "Well, we have enough, and now we need to maintain them." And mm -hmm. um, so I think that, that that's a that's my interest in this summit. So the mountain biking summit is um, October. What is that? October fourteenth and fifteenth out at um, the the valley at the uh, Government Peak Recreationary Chalet, mm -hmm. and people can will have a website eventually on on the Outdoor Explorer website that people can get registered for once that's up and running. Mm -hmm. The right domain well. has been purchased. The domain has been purchased. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'd like just to thank both of you for uh, Will and Renee for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thanks, yeah, that was Bob. great. My guest, my guest today have been Will Tegan with the Two Gats Mountain Bike Riders and Renee Derbez with the Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers. A big thanks to our producer, Eric Bork. Uh, I'm your host, Paul Tordock. And from all the hosts at Outdoor Explorer, thanks for listening. Ride safe. And we'll see you outdoors. Outdoor Explorer is a production of KSKA Public Radio in Anchorage, Alaska. Theme music is by Portugal, The Man. Views expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect the station or its underwriters. You can find Outdoor Explorer on Facebook and in your favorite podcast app. To see what's coming up on Outdoor Explorer and add your voice to the conversation, go to our website at alaskapublic.org. Life Informed, this is Alaska Public Media.